the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I am Patricia Raskin. You know, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be here, and I always say that I'm so proud to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and that's what I believe. And my program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, successful, and empowered lives. You know, it's interesting because I saw the Internet coming about five years ago and actually approached them and have been on the air with Voice America for five years. And I'm in my 10th year at my local radio station where I live and have done television before that. So for 25 years I've been doing this kind of media, and I say that very deliberately because I've only done positive living, positive thinking, and positive people in a time when people said it would never work because people didn't want to hear the positive sensational. Well, the tides have turned. I mean, you see it on shows like Oprah. There's a wonderful um, newspaper online called the goodnewsnetwork.org that does nothing but show you good news in all areas, from politics to government to travel to everything. So this we're in the right time. There's a movie out, folks, called The Secret, which is on DVD, and it's all about manifesting your dreams. It's all about how you vision to the point that you see things so specifically that they come to you. So the, de- the Secret is one, What the Bleep is another, wonderful movies out there, and uh, I believe you can make your dream a reality. And I have a great guest on here today who I've had on before, and she writes about this all the time. In fact, she's edited many books about these tremendous stories of inspiration. My guest is Colleen Sell. She has edited, ghostwritten, and co-written more than 60 books, including a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort series. She writes fiction and nonfiction and is a grandmother and lives in Oregon. Welcome, Colleen. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Patricia. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, I, I love having you on, and you know, you've written so many. You have, and you, you can tell them quicker than I can, but Cup of Comfort for Women, for, um, for Christmas, for just in general, for parents, for teachers. Yes. <laughs> uh, it goes on. I mean, we can just go on and on. Your latest book is A Cup of Comfort for Grandparents. Right. And we're at the holiday season, and I thought maybe we could talk about grandparents and Christmas and grandparents and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the other holidays. <laughs> and I also thought that if you have some stories from Christmas, from your Christmas Comfort, comfort, comfort book, we might throw in a couple of those, too. Oh, yes. I'd be happy to. And All right. Tell us what you do as the editor of the Cup of Comfort series, how you gather your stories and what you do. Well, I use the Internet. um greatly to cast a very wide net, inviting people from all walks of life, all over the country and really all over the world, to submit stories to me on specific subjects, um, but positive stories about the extraordinary events and people in their lives. And so I ask people to send me their stories, and they <laughs> respond. I usually get two to 3,000 submissions for each book. Mm. 
Mm. And then I try to find wow. the best mix of stories. Which stories work best as a compila- compilation? And to me, that means that there are a variety of voices and points of view so that we get a good mix of um, humor and uh, you know all the things that bring us comfort in our lives and, the, and that fill us with joy and kind of give us reminders of what our blessings are. So I look for that good combination of variety that... You know, things that will tug at your heart and, and ones that will tickle your, you know, funny bone. And, and um, so I just, you know, work and work and work until I get it down to about 50 stories mm. that work well so, together. So now, now you said again, let's do this again. You get 2,000 stories and you break it down to 50? About 50. Wow. Right. It, 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 takes quite a, it takes about 600 hours of my mm. work for mm. each mm. book. And some of the stories, because they're not all are written by... Some are written by writers, um, hobbyist writers and professional writers, but many are not. And so there's a, a wide range of work that needs to be done in the stories to uh, retain the, the author's voice and yet um, create a story that actually tells a story. Mm-hmm. So um, then I spend quite a bit of time editing and rewriting and um, come up with these wonderful well, books. Well, <laughs> let's talk about The Cup of Comfort for Grandparents because uh, that's your newest book. Yeah, and that and was... And I, what I want to think about it right now is because the holiday is coming, can you share any stories that would resonate with the holidays about grandparents? Oh, there's so many. Um, I think all of these do because they, uh, they talk about the connection between grandparents and children. And um, I don't think any of them in this particular in this book are actually about Christmas. What they are about is about the these special memories you have with your grandparents or the, with your grandchildren. Um, there's one in here about uh, uh, the step-grandmother of a child with autism. Very touching story. Um, you know, as, as you know, autism is a difficult disorder, and it's called a valentine for a neat kid, and it's just so special. Uh, I love the first story in the book, which is called When the Time is Right by Camille Moffat. And um, this is a woman who, you know, was glad when her children left home. Not exactly the matronly, um, um, grandmotherly type, mm-hmm. and yet she is just enthralled with this child. And um, the little girl's, the baby's name is Naomi, and feels this connection to this child that reaches back through generations, which is kind mm-hmm. of what the theme of this book is about, how that connection between the generations, that grandparents are the ones who, you know, kind of bring that forward, and uh, it's such a special time. You know, it is. I have to share this with you in my book, which is now in its second edition, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. My first chapter is Honor Your Heritage, and throughout the book, I have my father's stories, who's, he's, he's 90 now, and stories about my grandparents, and stories about him as a child, and the memories he has, and I just feel like it's going to be a great legacy. And you're right, when I read the stories about my grandparents, and even my father as a child, I look at the threads of what he was taught and and the lives they had, and I realize how a lot of that, just through osmosis, Colleen, and through the genes, have been handed down. And it's amazing. It's amazing to look into your, I'm a grandmother of four, and it's so touching to me to spend time with these children and see 
my grandfather or my great grandmother in some in some way in their behavior and in their personalities. And of course, I come from a family of storytellers. We're Irish people, and we just tell stories. And I've passed stories on that were told by my grandparents and my great grandparents. And now my children are passing those stories on to their children. Mm-hmm. And you know that that the storytelling aspect of humanity, I think, is such a wonderful way to teach lessons and to just keep that human connection. Not only, but you know, fifty and a hundred years ago, that's how people. That's what they people did. I mean, they exactly. told stories. Exactly. And we've, I think, because we've lost some of the family, we have more extended families. We're exactly. not, you know, in neighborhoods anymore, in communities where we just sit around the campfire and tell stories. Yeah, we, we've lost a lot of that. We've lost the front porch, you know, storytelling, the, the corner store storytelling. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, fi- we need to use other mediums now to... Yeah, another thing I want to say about that, so interesting, we're talking about this today. Uh, one of the things I do beside my programs is I, I plan some events. And where I live in North Carolina is a coastal town, and they are planning their sesquicentennial, which is their 150th celebration of the founding of the town. And so the people on the committee are all of the natives. You know, their parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents not only lived here, but some of the found, founded the town. Mm-hmm. And so every month we get together and have this sort of potluck where people make the native dishes, and then four or five people get up in a panel with an interviewer, and they tell those stories of the way it was 50 years ago or what their grandparents told them. And it's just heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Heartwarming. It's fascinating, too. Mm. I, I love those stories. We have a few in, in this particular book, in the grandparents' book, that um, of you know, paying those stories forward. There's one called An American Babushka. I just love that story by Suzanne Cole. Um, and there are two grandparents, and one is from the old country, and one has been in this country for several years, you know, several generations. And it just shows the contrast and, and how rich the life of that child, be, being able to experience um, different cultures um, within the same family. Just mm, love that. There's another one yeah. called Love by by Mahala Church, um, and it has that wonderful southern um, feel to it. it you know, it, it takes place in the south, and there's something about southern storytelling that's a little different than the rest of the country. And when I run across um, a good southern story, I just have to <laughs> I just have to publish it. And that's one of them, Lullabies. Well, I don't know. If, I think we do have time. I want to read a story from my book that is one of my father's stories about my grandmother. And, you know, it was so, if I can find it quickly enough, there were several. But um, just the love. And my grandmother was just this wonderful, loving woman. And he would, he would talk about, uh, you know, things that she had said or that she taught him. I'm looking here as we are talking because I really would love to to read the story to you. Yes, this is so beautiful. And, Colleen, just think about this. This is my grandmother, and this is my father, who's now 90, reading the story about my grandmother. I had earned $9 one morning, and I thought I'd celebrate my success by going to a movie. Movies only cost 25 cents back then. The $9 would probably be the equivalent of a couple of hundred dollars today. I enjoyed the movie, but when I got home, I realized I had lost my wallet. I ran back to the movie theater, but my wallet was gone. 
I was heartbroken. Times were tough, and my mother needed the money. The next day, the local druggist called and told me someone had found my wallet. Unfortunately, when I retrieved it, the money was gone. I felt cheated a second time. To this day, I remember my mother, which is now my grandmother, Colleen, my mother's attempts to console me. She said, Zunala, a diminutive Yiddish term for son. Don't be sad. As much as we needed the money, perhaps the woman who took it needs it more than we do. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And he adds, he says, I have often thought about the mitzvahs, which is a Hebrew word for kind, eat, or considerate act. My mother gave me on that occasion and on many occasions to follow. Her word stayed with me all of these years. Oh, and that's the legacy, Colleen, that when my father goes, which I just told him this morning he can't go, <laughs> I said, now, Daddy, I'm here visiting him in Florida. I, I'm visiting my parents who have been married 62 years. I said, now, look, Dad, you got to promise me something. I said, you can't go. You can't die. You can't. And, he, and he said to me, listen, he said, you count your blessings. You've had me all these years, and I'm on borrowed time. I have a pacemaker, and you've had a lot. So don't you complain. <laughs> and, and you have, and now you can pass along his stories. Which, you know, I do think that's the way. Um, it, storytelling, those lessons, they just stick with you. Oh. I remember uh, my grandmother, um, my my mom's, my father's mother has fourteen children in the oh. Pennsylvania, and they were just wonderful, self-sufficient, just great people. And I remember her. I was such a fuss budget of a, of a young mom. I, I was almost like too worried about being the perfect mom and uh, doing for my kids, making sure I did everything. And I remember her telling me that uh, we have our most important job as a parent is to teach our children to live without us and that that job begins the moment they're born. Absolutely. That is our job. Yeah. Teach our children to live without us. Amazing. We're yeah. going to have to take a break because I went over time in these wonderful stories. <laughs> but when we come back, we'll talk more about that, teaching our children to live without us, but leaving the legacy as well. My guest is Colleen Sell. She is the editor of the Cup of Comfort series, and today we're talking about the Cup of Comfort for grandparents. We'd love to hear from you. You can certainly call us today. Um, we're on Voice America, uh, 11 a.m., which is Pacific, and 2 p.m., which is Eastern on Mondays. Uh, you can call us at 866-472-5788. Stay tuned. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? 
Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, Patricia Raskin. Happy to be with you. You can give us a call at 866-472-5788 to share your inspirational story about your grandparents or you as a grandparent. My guest today is Colleen Sell. She's the editor of A Cup of Comfort for Grandparents. Colleen has edited, ghostwritten, or co-written more than 60 books, including a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort series. And she writes fiction and nonfiction as well. Colleen, tell us about the other ones. Now, you've got The Cup of Comfort for Grandparents, which we're talking about today. You've got parents, right, women. I have women, friends, uh, mothers and sons, mothers and daughters, mm. uh, nurses, teachers, um, Courage, which is no longer in print, uh, one that's just titled Inspiration, and it's about basically Good Samaritan um, mm-hmm. doing things for other people. And, um, oh, gosh, what else? <laughs> Mothers-to-be, Women in Love, which is an interesting one, mm. uh, all these romantic stories. Of, oh, I would love to get a copy of that oh, one. I'll send, I'll send you one. It's yeah. really, they're really lovely stories. Lovely stories. And also, by the way, by the way, I wanted you to know that your mothers and daughters, I'm going to have you on my other program on Mother's Day. Oh, great. We've talked about that. I think we've already scheduled it because I think that would be so fabulous to talk about both your mothers and sons and your mothers and daughters' books. Oh, they're wonderful stories, too. It's amazing. When, you, when people are asked to tell stories about the people in their lives who are special to them, I am a at the depth and the beauty of the stories that, that mm-hmm. come through. And some of the really funny ones that just remind you of what a joy it is to have these people in your lives. Well, and you know, I think in this world, which still thrives on the negative more than the positive, there's so much positive, and there's probably more positive than negative, Colleen, but we're not promoting that as much, which is why I do my program. I mean, I think we don't, People don't readily tell those stories as often. And I think it's vitally important, and I, I have found that in my son had um, a serious brain injury. Oh, my gosh, it's been 13 years now, and the, his recovery was long and painful and, and not complete. 
um, in the first few years of while we were still going through, he was hospitalized and all of that mess. I searched for positive stories. I needed hope. I needed to know that other people um, survived it, and not only more than that, that that their lives somehow, you know, got back to normal, and that there was something of value left, you know, when the worst that can happen, losing a child happens, or having a child so seriously injured that he loses himself, and as was the case in my son's illness. And um, and it was hard to find, and that's really why I started doing these books. Um, I really felt that we, we, always need ta- we always need comfort. We always need, you know, you don't need a catastrophe or a tragedy to need that positive... Um, reminder of, of the good things in life. And Absolutely. I know that we desperately need it when we're going through a rough patch. But, I, you know, you can, a rough patch can just be having, you know, a crummy day. <laughs> so right. any way we can put out those good stories, any way we can give positive news uh, and information about the good things that happen in the world and that the good people who make things happen in the world, um, I really want to, that's my focus, that's, become my focus since my son's illness. Mm. Mm. Beautifully stated. Well, and mine too. Share with us another of your favorite stories from grandparents. Well, I love the story. It's called She's Back and She's Brought Something With Her by Denise Hines. It's a story about, um, this happens so frequently in today's culture, a young person goes off into the world and the next thing you know they're back home. Because it's tough out there sometimes to make it. And um, this, this time she brought a little one back with her. Her marriage failed, and she needed, she needed a, a soft place to fall for a while, and she came back home. And um, it shows how the mother and the grandmother reconnect with one another and actually form an even stronger bond, and how Grandma, of course, is, falls totally in love with this um, infant. <laughs> I had that actually happen with me. My first daughter's marriage failed when her son was just six months old. And they came back home, uh, my daughter and her little boy, and lived with us until he was five. And we have, he's now 18 next this month, <laughs> in December coming up, and um, we have the tightest, most amazing bond. Uh, my oldest grandson and I, it's, we're, it's beyond... Um, I don't know, it's very unusual, and I think because he did love with us, and, you know, I, I had to work very hard at being grandma and not mom to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it's, it's difficult in ways, but the blessing um, to have this deeper connection with both my daughter and my grandson, uh, wow, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was great. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? I think we have a couple minutes. There, it's, I would like to share, I remembered in my book, Pathfinding, there's a story that I tell. I, I taught a workshop years ago on positive living, and one woman told a story about traveling across country with her grandmother in a storm. Oh. And it was so beautiful that I, I have it here, and I would like to share it and get your comments about it. Um, it really was a great story. Okay, let me find this. Yeah, here we go. Very interesting. It was in November and I was in my 20s. I was young and in love with a man who was to become my husband. 
he was doing a surgical residency in Minnesota, and we were tired of the long-distance relationship. So I quit my job as a nurse, packed up all the belongings I could fit into my small car, and I drove to Minnesota. The day before I left, I visited my grandmother to say goodbye. She was a South Dakotan and was accustomed to long, hard winters. She offered to accompany me, sensing that I might need help with a long drive. She turned out to be right. Within four hours of leaving Vancouver, as we headed toward the Rocky Mountains, we were enveloped with a severe winter snowstorm that paralyzed the northwestern states. What was supposed to be a three-day car trip took seven days. As we crept across Montana, Wyoming, and South Dakota on our way to Minnesota, it turned out to be a beautiful opportunity to get to know my grandma as a person. I asked her questions about my father and grandfather. I was just astounded to see what a strong person my grandma was and how she met all the adversities in her life head-on and carried on and conquered them. We became very, very close on that trip. My grandma gave me a wonderful gift of her time. I don't know what I would have done without her in the storm. Grandma always said that family is the most important thing. We often reminisced about our trip, and I told her how important she was to me. She was a pretty remarkable lady, and she died at 87. Oh, isn't that great? Very sweet. Yeah, I mean, these are similar to the kinds of stories you have in your book. Exactly. Our stories are a little longer, <laughs> um, so I usually hesitate to read them on the air. But, yeah, well, there are 50 stories in each book, and they're, wow. they're very inspiring. I actually would like to read one, if, you, if we have time. Well, I think what I'm going to do is take a break and then have you read it on, on, ba- on the way back. All right. Thanks. However, right. before we go, we have a minute left. What would you say in your stories about Cup of Comfort for Grandparents that grandparents say about the holidays? Any recollections there, Colleen, from your stories? Well, it's all about the kids. <laughs> it's all about the kids, um, about spending time with them, being with them, and you know, keeping those connections between families alive and vibrant. Um, there, the one story I want to read when we get back is called "Actually, That's My Grandpa," and it's it's actually um, actually actually it's a fun, happy story, and I think it's about um, all these stories are about creating memories. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, we have opportunities every day. We just need to make sure we take them. Right. And on that memories. note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Colleen Sell. She is the uh, she's edited and ghostwritten and co-written more than sixty books, including a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort Cup of Comfort series. And today we're talking about the Cup of Comfort for grandparents, stories that celebrate a very special relationship. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where women and wine angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. 
Women and Wine broadcast each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women and Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And today my guest is Colleen Sell. She's the editor of the Cup of Comfort series, which has about, well, 12 volumes of the Cup of Comfort series, but she's co-written ghostwritten or edited over 60 books. And this book is the Cup of Comfort for Grandparents, stories that celebrate a very special relationship. And we're now coming on the holidays in December. And, Colleen, you have a great story in your book of Cup of Comfort for Grandparents relating to Christmas. Yeah, I'd like to read it for you. It's called Actually, That's My Grandpa, and it's written by Susan Billings Mitchell. Okay. And it's written from the child's point of view, so I kind of like that. I love my grandpa. He's really big and higher in the sky than I am. Actually, I wish I were up there. I want to be just like him. We measure all the time. Grandma says I'm growing. I always go to Grandpa's house. It's the yellow one on the corner. You know, the one with pink roses that go up and over and down the front porch. Grandpa says I can pick them if I want to. But I learned about the stickers, and one day I learned about the bees. I just look at the flowers now. Grandpa lets grapes grow on his fence. He calls it a picket fence. (laughs) I think that's a funny name. When the grapes are green, they make you sick. It takes them a long, long time to get purple. Then we make juice and jelly. Last summer, I climbed the big apple tree in Grandpa's yard. Well, actually, Grandpa lifted me up to the high branches for a while. I got some apples. My brother and Grandpa got a whole bunch of apples, so we gave them to Grandma to make us an apple pie. One time, Grandpa showed me how to whittle. Actually, he whittled for me. He made an awesome whistle out of a stick. It really works. I can flip the bark up and down. It blows real noises. Whenever it snows, Grandpa makes me a path with his rectangle shovel. We use his triangle shovel in the garden and his rectangle shovel in the snow. Last year, we made a great big snowman. We made it wave to passing cars. Actually, I wanted it to be a policeman, so Grandpa let me use his old mailman hat. 
It looks like a real policeman hat, even though it isn't. I put it on our snowman's head all by myself, actually, with Grandpa boosting me. My Grandpa can do anything. Actually, he's the greatest. But I just learned a secret. It's a great big secret, the best secret ever, and it's really true. It's about my Grandpa. Actually, I wasn't supposed to find out. You see, I went over to Grandpa's house last night, like I always do. I just walked right in, like I always do, because Grandpa says, his house is my house, too. Well, I walked in all right, but Grandpa wasn't in his easy chair. I called out to him, but he didn't answer me. I knew he was there. He had to be there, because all the lights were on, and a fire was burning in the fireplace. Actually, he had to be there, because the door wasn't locked. I figured I'd better go find him, so that's what I did. First, I looked in the kitchen. No one was there, not even Grandma. That was strange. She's always busy in the kitchen. I found the cookies, though. Actually, they were in the cookie jar where they always are, but I'm supposed to get one every time I visit Grandma's kitchen. Grandpa wasn't in the den. I saw the picture he is painting. It has lots of sheep in it. Sometime, Grandpa is going to teach me how to paint. Actually, he doesn't want me to touch his paint stuff yet. I went clear out to the back porch room. I called out, Grandpa! He didn't answer me. Grandpa didn't answer me either. I was almost ready to worry when I heard noises coming from their bedroom. The door wasn't really open, and it wasn't really closed. I just peeked in. There was my grandpa. He was wearing fuzzy clothes like I had never seen him wear before. They were red, all red. Not from painting red, but they were really red all over. His boots were black and shiny, shiny, shiny. I could not believe my eyes. My big, strong grandpa was sitting there letting grandma paint his face. His nose was red, and she was putting girls' makeup on his cheeks. I wanted to laugh out loud. Actually, I didn't move or make even a sound. Grandpa was funny when grandma started sticking white hair onto his chin. He said it tickled him. He said he couldn't kiss her with that stuff on his face. She teased him back. You'll have to... When we find a mistletoe, she said. I watched Grandma brush off his shoulders. She handed him a big black belt with huge gold buckle. Put on these green mittens and we'll be all ready for a picture, she said. Something magic happened when she placed a red pointed hat on Grandpa's head. With my very own eyes, I saw it. My Grandpa turned into Santa Claus. Wow, I thought to myself, I'm related to Santa Claus. Actually, that's when he spotted me. Where did you come from, Grandpa asked me. Where did you come from, I asked him back. Grandpa started to laugh like a bowl full of jelly, just like the real Santa laughs. Actually, I knew it was Grandpa, but he'll probably fool everybody else. Well, sit on my knees, Sonny, and tell me if you've been a good boy this year. You know he has, said Grandma. She pulled out her camera and started taking pictures. I'm glad you came, she said. Your grandpa is on his way to be Santa's helper. Santa's helper, I said. Sounded like a good job to me. We went into the living room to take more pictures by the fireplace. Grandma kept talking. You know, there are so many good boys and girls these days, she said, that poor old Santa Claus can't make the rounds to talk to all of them and still have energy to make all those toys. I get it, I said. That's why he wants Grandpa to help him, right? Grandpa let out another Santa Claus laugh. Ho, ho, ho. 
You must come to visit me at the store, he said. You can sit on my lap like the other children. He'll give you a candy cane, too, Grandma piped in, but you'll have to keep the secret. Don't tell anyone, okay? I promise, I said, as Grandpa gave me a huge Santa Claus hug. Actually, I don't blame Santa for choosing my Grandpa to be his helper. I would have chosen him, too. Wow, what a story. (laughs) Now, tell me, this woman who wrote the story is Susan Billings Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Did she make that up, or was this about her grandson, or was this her husband? Talk about that. Both. All these stories are true stories, and they're written by real people. Susan is the grandma in the story, and the little boy is her grandson, and her husband was the Santa. <laughs> uh, and they and have the actually... Secret was, the secret was that she... He couldn't tell anybody it was his grandpa. He couldn't tell anybody it was grandpa. And he and she told me that he's kept that secret from the other smaller grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> he has not yet revealed that grandpa is the Santa. Mm. Santa's helper. Yes. Susan, uh, Susan, Colleen, give us some, some advice for people listening to this who are grandparents or children with elderly parents who are grandparents about getting these stories down and leading a legacy? I think that is just so important. Um, These stories, this is what makes us a family and what makes us a human. Uh, The stories that talk about these relationships that we have and the experiences that we have, that unless we record them, unless we share them with one another, they'll be lost. And there's so much to be learned. In this little story, there, there are secrets You know, there are lessons to be learned. Just a simple thing here about, you know, preserving the magic of Christmas for other children. And I think my my parents are aging and and older now and not not doing well with their health. And uh, about two Christmases ago, we gave them, my brothers and sisters and I, these journals to record their own stories. And they've been, as they have the energy and the time recording them, and when I visit them, I have the tape recorder going often to capture their stories. And they tell stories of their childhood. And in doing that, they're telling stories about their grandparents. So we go back generation after generation. And do you see yourself in those stories when you hear about the courage, I know? So much. I mean, and not only do I see myself, I see my, when I play with my grandchildren and spend time with them and spend time with my children, I see my parents and my parents' parents um, in them. In I terms of the values and the behaviors. And exactly. And, you know, there's so many negative influences in the world. We need to give our children positive ones, and they need to get it from, you know, many different angles, from stories, from conversations. Um, I love sharing holidays and, and just time with my family because it's always storytelling time. Same with my husband's family. And if we can re- either remember these stories and con- continue them with the oral tradition or write them down. They, if no one reads them but the people in your family, they're still precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very important. Do you think that people need to take writing classes or just, just start talking and write them down? I don't think people need to take writing classes. I think you need to just tell your stories mm-hmm. in your own voice um, and, and not worry about that. If if you want to become a writer, go ahead and take writing classes, but don't wait till then to tell your story. Write them down. Tell them to other people. Record them into 
you know, a little tape player. But get your stories down. Get them down and share them with your families and your friends. Um, someone will benefit from them. I, so many times in my life when I'm in a tight spot or I'm just reflecting or whatever, a story that someone has told me will come to me, and it really does bring comfort. It really mm-hmm. does help nudge me along yeah. in the right direction yeah. when I feel a little lost. Absolutely. And I think it does for all people. Colleen, in the Grandparents' Cup of Comfort book, is there anything that stands out in this series of stories that's different from the mother's daughters, mother's sons, and, you know, the other ones that you've done? Well, you know, this connection is, I think, the way our society has become in America where we're not living close to our relatives all the time. Many people live far from their grandparents that it's a good reminder of how valuable those people are in our lives. And I hope that this book serves as a reminder to people to make sure that they take advantage of the time they have with their grandparents while they still have that time. And so that that's different. Um, the stories are the same positive, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of like the ordinary events that are extraordinary because of the lessons they teach mm-hmm. and because of their positive influence in our lives. So it's the power and, of the story. Yep. And, that's the, and so the only thing unique about this book is that I think in our modern society, unfortunately, we forget about our grandparents um, more than we should. And so I'm hoping that this um, will be a good, gentle reminder to, you know, spend a little time with Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Colleen Sell. Colleen is the editor of A Cup of Comfort for Grandparents, stories that celebrate a very special relationship. Colleen Sell has edited, ghostwritten, or co-written more than 60 books, including a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort series. She writes fiction and nonfiction, and she's also a grandmother. And in her book, some of these, uh, here's an, an example of stories. Bobby, who defies her age and sew muscles by rollerblading and riding horses with her grandson. Charles, whose granddaughters give him a reason to live after his wife passes away. Sydney, whose five-year-old grandson's first heartbreak reminds her of her own almost lost love. You know, according to the latest U.S. Census, about 4.5 million children are living in a grandparent-headed home. That is 6.3% of all children under the age of 18. Undoubtedly, grandchild and grandparent are afforded a special opportunity to bond. That bonding is like nothing else, characterized by unconditional love, mutual delight, and everlasting joy. And these delightful stories in this cup of comfort for grandparents celebrate the many unique facets of the grandparent grandchild relationship. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. 
Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon pacific 3 p.m eastern on the voice america channel living the green life for a human healthy and planet-friendly lifestyle bringing you around the world right from your desktop voiceamerica.com hi everyone we are back you are listening to positive living and i'm patricia raskin as I always say, I'm happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's what I believe in. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, successful, and very empowered lives. And if you'd like to share your stories today, you can call us at 866-472-5788. Positive Living is on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can also log on to my website, which is raskinresources.com, and write to me as well. And my book, Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living, is now in its second edition, and we're getting ready to print that again. My guest today is Colleen Sell. She has edited, ghostwritten, and co-written more than 60 books, including a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort series. We are talking today about her newest book, A Cup of Comfort for Grandparents, Stories that Celebrate a Very Special Relationship. Welcome back, Colleen. And people can log on to acupofcomfort.com, right? Right. It's just Cup of Comfort, no no article. No A. Okay. And um, what I wanted to repeat that you said in the beginning of this program is that when you solicit stories, for this book and for most books, you get a couple thousand stories. 
Yeah, and then you have to edit it down to 50. Right, right. That's, That's challenging. Really? It is. It really That's is. not even 1%, I don't think. Yeah, right, right. It's, wow. it's quite a challenge. And um, the good thing is that, um, you know, I can direct the authors to either other books in the series or, or other editors looking for um, stories like this. So even if I can't use them all, and obviously I can't, I can, you know, I always direct people. So they can share their stories. I think it's so important to share your stories as much as you can. Absolutely. Wow. So in thinking about that, if people submitted 2,000 stories mm-hmm. and you took 10%, it would be 200, 5% would be 100, and 50 would be about 2.5%. So 2.5% of all the people who send in stories get in the book. Right. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, wow. Uh, it's quite right. a competition. Yeah. Pick out, uh, what do you look for, Colleen? What, what, what makes the cut? Um, a great story. And a great story um, structurally has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And all the components in the story connect together. And, um, and it's, it's real. The stories, I want them to be real. I want people to feel like they can, they actually have heard these voices speaking these things before, and they've actually been in this situation. So I, I look for reality, this um, authenticity. Other than that, I want the stories to be positive. Um, you know, even if it's dealing, if the story, the theme of the story is dealing with a difficult time, I, I want to be able to give people hope and, and show them some positive aspect of life. So all of these stories are positive. And other than that, you know, um, I try to find a good mix of point of view so that in this book, for instance, Grandparents, I have point of view of the grandchild, of the parent of the child, and from the grandchild, from the grandparent. And I have both grandmothers and grandfathers. And, you know, just try to get a good mix so that um, the stories, when you read them, if you read them cover to cover, you are reading about many, many different kinds of experiences and people, and yet you can relate. There's a universal truth in each story. There's something in each story that, that resonates. And even if it's a simple story like the one I read that doesn't have a big, giant life lesson, it's just um, showing, to me, that story showed the connection between the grandparents and how the child has all these special memories and knows his grandparents. I mean, being known is such um, it's such an intimate thing. My grandson is going to be 18. He knows my favorite color. He knows what I he knows my, the foods I like to eat. He knows my favorite songs. I know his. I mean, that's a level of intimacy that you can only have if you're involved in the in the child's life and if you're paying attention and if they're paying attention to you. And when I realized that this kid, a teenager who has many other important things in his life, feels that I'm important enough to his life that he remembers my color. To me, that's very touching, <laughs> very touching. And I, I like that about that particular story that I read. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, we have a couple minutes left, but let me ask you, what would, in all the books you've written, all the Cup of Comfort series for women, for grandparents, for mothers and daughters, mothers and sons, friends. What's the underlying theme here? I hear hope. I, it's hope and it's connection. It's the connection between human beings. 
you know, recognizing in each of us what it is, what our humanity is. And it's all about love. It's all about love for the people close to you and your family, your friends, and people you don't know, strangers on the street who need a helping hand or who have their own story to tell or to be heard. So it's about those connections. And actually, that's, I, I start each book off with a quote that sort of sums up, in my mind, what all of the stories are trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. And in the grandparents' book, I have a quote by Lo- Lois Wise. And the quote is, Grandchildren are the dots that connect the lines from generation to generation. And that's what this book is about. But all these stories and all these books are the dots that connect human to human and person to person. No matter who you are, what you do in your life, you know, what ethnicity you are, what age you are, uh, where you live in the world, these stories talk about what it is to be human, what the positive things are about being a human being. Mm. So it helps us to be more human. It helps us to be, I think, to be uh, behave in a more positive way and have a more positive influence on the people in our lives and also in our own lives. Mm. Thank you. Any closing thoughts about Cup of Comfort for Grandparents at the Holidays? I think, I, I hope that you, uh, that people will recognize their grandparents perhaps by giving them something like this book or um, a, a card. Just some way, reach out to your grandparents. And grandparents, you know, I'm a grandparent and I'm a busy grandparent, and I have to really make an effort to make time for my grandchildren. And I, that is what I hope they do. I hope during this holiday season um, and all year round, but particularly in the holiday season, which for some people, particularly the elderly, can be very lonely time to reach out and just make those connections in whatever you. way you can. Thank you so much, Colleen. Thank you. Stay on the line. Thank you so much. Colleen Sell, author, actually editor of A Cup of Comfort for Grandparents, stories that celebrate a very special relationship. And again, Colleen has edited of more than a dozen volumes of the Cup of Comfort series. She and has co-written or both written or edited more than 60 books. You can log on to Cup cupofcomfort.com, cupofcomfort.com. There are many in the series. Again, thank you so much, Colleen. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Next week, my guests are Jody Badger and Jenny Lass, co-authors of Grain-Free Gourmet. They're going to talk about a grain-free diet and recipes for the holidays. Both diagnosed with debilitating diseases, they turn to the specific carbohydrate diet to control their symptoms. And they are going to discuss innovative recipes for the holidays that will enable us to live healthy, pain-free lives without feeling deprived or restricted. So again, folks, for positive living, I wish you all health and happiness and joy. Know that your dreams can come true. You can log on to raskinresources.com for more information and email me at patricia at raskinresources.com. Until next time, for Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com.